Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, September 14th. Hope you're doing well today as we wrap up this podcast week and journey together towards Jesus. Uh, I am recording this in the Portland International Airport as we get ready to fly back to Pennsylvania. It's been a great week of uh, conference and intentional engagement with the work of spiritual formation, uh, really timely with the um, uh, kind of the reorientation of our vision. There were lots of really good and helpful things that we heard over the course of this week and uh, some things that I think will be really helpful for us as we move forward. So this week so far, after Missional Monday, which Pastor Mike did such a great job on updating us with how uh, the Alliance does mission, um, we uh, began this process of kind of uh, thinking through some of the ways that we uh, engage apprenticeship to Jesus. And so we talked about on Tuesday the idea of uh, choosing with intentionality to be formed in a world that is seeking to form us one way or another. Um, the, the world is seeking to make us into its image. And so there has to be intentionality if we're going to choose to be made into the image of Jesus in a world like that. And so uh, that's what we talked about on Tuesday. Yesterday we talked about those uh, three actions of a disciple that you have heard over and over and over and over again. But vitally important uh, for us to engage, be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus would do or do the things that Jesus would do if he were you. And so uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about that middle one, uh, that idea of becoming like Jesus, because uh, the reality is, and we didn't dig into this a ton on Sunday, but the reality is if we're going to become like Jesus, we're going to have to change. Um, We are not like him naturally. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that in your own uh, heart and life, but I'm telling you, I'm uh, nowhere close to like him. And so there's a real need for me to uh, be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so as we enter enter into the change process, what happens is that over time, uh, through three things that we can uh, control and one very power, uh, well, actually kind of two very powerful things that we can't control, one more powerful than the other, we are changed into the image of Christ as long as we're stepping into it with intentionality. So let me just walk through those uh, things first. First, the things that we can control. These should not be new to you if you've been around your clients for any period of time. Uh, the first thing that we can control is uh, the teaching, the messages that we listen to, the um, uh, way that we engage truth and truth concepts in the world around us. Uh, so for us, this means listening to the scriptures and having a discerning ear to know uh, whether or not that's truly what the scriptures are saying. Uh, things like uh, taking, uh, taking passages out of context or uh, removing uh, things from uh, the, the historical way that they've been interpreted. These are uh, important things that we need to wrestle through. We need to be people who are pushing back against progressivism and uh, really engaging the truth of the scriptures. Uh, Even when they're uncomfortable and difficult, uh, the goal is to form our lives according to the scriptures, not form the scriptures according to our lives. And so uh, teaching is a vitally important part of that. Community is an important part of that. The people that we're with have a significant impact on our life. Change is a relational process. And so we need to be intentional about surrounding ourselves, not exclusively, but in the most vital, uh, close relationships with people who are following Jesus and uh, spurring us toward following Jesus, making sure there are people uh, that are 
a Jesus community for us that point us toward him. And so uh, for us, that's very intentionally the community group model. Um, it also could be the discipleship partner model. Both of those things work within our structure. But there's lots of different ways to do it. We just need to be surrounded by people who are pointing us toward Jesus. And, and when I say that, I just don't, I don't mean just Christians. Remember, we've tried to delineate the dis- the distinction on Sunday between Christians and apprentices of Jesus. Those are different things. There are lots of people who call themselves Christians who are not taking the, uh, the call to follow after Jesus seriously. And uh, we really need people who are doing that because they're the ones who are going to be spurring us on towards doing that. And then finally, uh, the third thing that we can control is the habits of our lives or uh, what we call practices. The practices of Jesus form us into the, the shape of Jesus because our lives start to take on the shape of Jesus. The way I like to say it is that um, if you want to have the life of Jesus, you need to be willing to live the lifestyle of Jesus. Uh, there were certain things that Jesus did as part of the rhythms of his life. And by doing those things, he was being shaped. Things like uh, reading the scripture and prayer, silence and solitude, meditation, fasting, uh, being in community, celebration, a regular rhythm of gathering with the uh, community of faith. Uh, in his case, that was temple. In our case, that's the church. Lots and lots of different things that we do. Uh, things like proclaiming the gospel and uh, and teaching people uh, what it means to uh, follow after the kingdom of God. Uh, these are all practices of Jesus that we need to press into. These are all things we can control. And as we increasingly uh, engage healthy teaching with good community and align our lives around good practice, uh, we start to see this uh, shift happening within us where we start to become more and more like Jesus. But there's two different things that we can't control. Let me start with the less powerful of the two, but still really powerful. And that's just simply time. Um, Time, and I would maybe add to that suffering, difficulty. Um, Over the course of time, we're shaped. It's not something that we can microwave. We can't just like hurry along the spiritual formation process. It just simply takes time. The only thing that does hurry along the process is suffering. When we engage with real difficulties, when there are uh, things that really are struggles for us, um, that actually brings us closer to Jesus uh, more quickly than good times do. That doesn't mean we want to move after them. That would be kind of masochistic to some degree. But we do want to uh, recognize that that, uh, suffering does have a redemptive purpose. I would argue that God is not the author of suffering. Uh, He doesn't will us to suffer. But he does redeem suffering. And uh, one of the ways that he redeems it is in our spiritual journey that we would be more like him. Um, and, and then just uh, practically, time uh, needs to pass. We need to be people who are engaging this uh, world, uh, the, the spiritual formation world, the life of Jesus over a period of time. But the most important of the things that we can't control, but they're vitally important for us, is the changing power of the Holy Spirit. None of this change happens without the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it on our own. And so we recognize that although um, there are things that we can and should engage, um, we, we can't back away. From, uh, we, we, 
we can't uh, step into the process and assume that we can do it ourselves. We can't back away from the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize that God is the one who's doing the work. This is a tension that we find throughout Scripture. In the book of Philippians, Paul says that we should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling because it's God who works in us according to his will and his power that's at work in us. Fascinating tension between the two that we need to learn to live within. So the Holy Spirit is the one who does this work of change. And then what happens over a period of time is as we are changed, as we become more and more like him, um, we start to progress through what is uh, called spiritual maturity. And I don't have time to unpack this a ton today, but I just want to reference it. I'll uh, talk about it a little bit more in the future. But um, all, all the way back to Teresa of Avila and her beautiful book, The Interior Castle, moving forward to some work that was done uh, in the last decade or so, uh, coming out of Fuller Seminary called The Critical Journey, um, there are stages to our life with Christ. And as we journey with him, we become more and more mature, progressing through these stages. The challenge is the majority of American churches are built around getting us halfway through the journey. So we encounter Jesus, we begin to uh, engage him, we begin to uh, grow using the tools that we've been given in a little bit more of a consumer approach, that's stage two. And then we move to uh, what, what's often called productivity, where we, uh, we move into uh, leadership or we move into kind of helping others towards Jesus. And we stop there because that's what the church really celebrates. But there's a move from there inward where we start to uh, really wrestle with becoming more and more Christ-like and what that uh, process does to us. And then uh, there's often a wall that we hit along the process, along the way, um, where we uh, just feel like our, our journey with Jesus is chaotic and kind of falling apart at times. And then we move into a different kind of outward journey where we start to not just be formed inside, but we start to care about others in a different way. Uh, Not in a way that is leading or serving, but in a way that is nurturing and guiding along. It's uh, kind of a spiritual guidance stage where we start to be, uh, we start to see the world around us differently. Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that we start to see uh, with eyes that are changed. And then finally, we become people of love. This is one of those things that's uh, way beyond where I'm at, but uh, I've definitely seen it in people, uh, older saints who just, uh, just imagine the, the glory of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus. That's the, that's the process that we're walking through. And as we do that, um, we are inviting others into the process. So much more to say about that. Um, but I want to remind you that change is possible. And uh, to do it, it's going to require intentionality. We need to step into it. And those areas that we can handle, teaching and uh, community and practices, those are some of the ways that we place ourselves in the presence of Jesus, uh, moving over to that metaphorical waterfall uh, and being refreshed by him. Lots to talk about today. And so uh, I'm going to wrap up with that. I will uh, look forward to seeing you on Sunday as we step into uh, the fall practice. Uh, This is kind of like a a two-week precursor to what is going to be an eight-week practice series that we'll step into this fall. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Until then, may the grace and peace of Jesus be with you. May uh, you find his spirit on you and in you and working through you flowing to the world around us uh, for his purposes. Have a great day, a great weekend, and I will look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Grace and peace to you.